Hi, and welcome to The Lonely Triathlete. My name is Todd, coming to you live from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and I am The Lonely Triathlete. You train alone, I train alone, but by listening to me, we're both a little less lonely. Okay, training update. Today is Wednesday, July the 5th. On Tuesday, I had a short, hard bike, 30 minutes, a real sweat fest, but it was over before I even knew it started. And then I did 1,600 meters uh, in the open ocean. No back pain. Fantastic. I am clearly at the point where I can swim the distance and not hurt myself. Knock on wood as I knock on my head. So that's uh, nice to have in the back of my mind. Today, being Wednesday, I had a 35-minute run. And the middle 15 minutes was at race pace, or an 8 out of 10. I held a 4 minute and 46 second um, minutes per kilometer pace. I would like to think I could go a little faster in a race. But when I look back on my race statistics, I'm pretty sure the last few races I did, I held a 4.40 pace. So maybe I am right where I need to be. So that seems to be coming together. And as I swam and as I biked and as I ran, I had a bunch of training thoughts and I want to share them with you now. So in no particular order, I realized that these days, like in the last decade, I taper way harder than I ever used to. So what I'm talking about is those, those last few weeks before your race where you typically reduce your training volume to prepare yourself for the race by uh, recharging your energy stores, maybe fixing some little injuries and some little niggles here and there. Uh, the longer the race is the longer the taper period because you have more fatigue to recover from. For 10Ks, the typical taper is anywhere from, you know, 7 to 14 days. I typically take the 14 days where I do um, much less volume. I say 50% or 60% less volume, but I maintain the same frequency of my workouts and I maintain the same intensity because even though they're shorter, we still need a, a high amount of intensity to maintain the high blood plasma volume, which is where all your red blood cells are. You want to keep as many red blood cells as possible, but at the same time, you're cutting back on the length of the workouts and the total minutes or hours of the workouts that you're doing per day or per week to let the body recover, let it start getting some of its... Uh, and, you know, um, how do I say, replenish the energy stores, bring the glycogen back into the muscles, right? Uh, even just mentally, just give yourself a bit of a break, knowing that very soon you're going to go like as hard as you can for, you know, the two or three hours or more that you're going to be racing. I, I used to almost not train at all up to two weeks before a race because I used to feel like that gave me the the most energy i went into those races feeling amazing like just relaxed beyond belief but i also think that i left a lot of fitness on the table 
by really doing nothing for the last couple of weeks before a race. So now, as I said, this last decade, I've been kind of threading that or, or, or doing that balancing act between just enough training to keep things sharp, but not enough that I tire myself out. Other thoughts I've had is while I was out there in the ocean battling the seaweed, uh, I realized again how important it is to practice open water swimming at least a few times before you race. And this is again assuming that you are racing in a lake or an ocean. If your race happens to be in a pool, then being in the ocean or being in the lake means nothing. But I realized again how valuable this uh, swim experience is for a few reasons. Uh, I forgot where my wetsuit rubs on my body. I used to think it rubbed around my neck and a bit on the front of my shoulders. Turns out it rubs a lot on the back of my arms, kind of in behind my armpits on the back of my arms. Because the second last time I was out swimming, man, it felt like I was getting a bit of a rug burn back there. So now I know the parts of my body that really need the body glide just to kind of keep that burn at bay. So super, super, super important to have that figured out before your race. Um, I also feel more comfortable in my wetsuit. I just know what it feels like when the water flows in and it's kind of cold at first and warms up. I know... Uh, that I tend to drift or I reminded myself that I tend to drift to the left when I swim. So it's helpful to just um, subconsciously try to aim a bit further right than what might be natural. And sure enough, I put my, pop my head up and I'm, I'm aiming off to the left a bit. So these are all great things to figure out before your actual race. Something else that I've been thinking of uh, as I go through my days preparing for this race on the weekend, I really need to mentally rehearse my transitions. Like where to put my stuff, in what order, and then what in, in what order I, do I take clothes off and put clothes and things on. I have beaten people in races who've gone faster than me in two or, two or three of the sports all because I saved more minutes than them in transition. Like I used to uh, have a, a bottle of Gatorade and some gels down by my bike. And so before I went off on the run, I would you know stand there and I would take my gels and I would drink some water and I would kind of get ready. Well, I realized I was giving up 10 to 15 seconds. Why stand there and drink and eat your gels when I could just grab a gel, shove it in my pocket, go off on the run, and in the first few minutes of the run, then I can eat my gel, right? Like, take a swig of water, and off I go. Um, I got speed laces. That saved me another you know, probably 15 seconds or 20 seconds of having to tie my shoes. Now, with elastic laces, I just pull on my shoes, and away I go. There's all sorts of things that I need to mentally rehearse about my transitions, because that is free time. That doesn't cost you anything. Now, the probably the most important thing I've been reminding myself as I approach this weekend is to remember, remember to enjoy myself. I mean, swimming is fun, right? It feels great. It's not hard on your body. We should, I should enjoy the swim. 
Transition is fun. It's almost scientific. I should just, like I said, rehearse in my mind how I'm going to make it all work, lay my stuff out, and then relax. Just go through the motions and get on the bike. Biking is super fun. The speed of it, the wind blowing in your face. I remember from my childhood, biking was my chance to be free. I would take off after school, wouldn't come back till supper. Have supper, take off until it got dark out again. I mean, biking is awesome and biking is fun. I should just enjoy turning those cranks. And finally, running. It's the ultimate expression of what it means to be athletic. It's probably the most common activity of humankind stretching back hundreds of thousands of years. So reminding myself, just settle into a comfortably hard rhythm, meditate on the sound of your footfalls and the sound of your breathing, and then just mentally prepare yourself for a a hard finish, as hard as you can. That last kilometer should feel like crap. (laughs) At least least that's the way I approach it. And then you can cross the finish line and just look back on the whole experience and just be proud of all that you accomplished because we are, our, we are all so privileged to be able to do this. So let's just go out there and enjoy these sports because they're fun to do. Enjoy the challenge. And uh, yeah, then when it's all over, you can look back on it and make your adjustments and, and uh, your improvements after the fact. But just enjoy the race. So those are the thoughts that just keep going through my head, going through my head. Okay. I've got one more podcast before the race, and that will happen on Friday. So I'll talk to you all again on Friday.